Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi, friend of the program, Kirby Lund, is with us today. And we, in our last segment, we started talking about uh, different kinds of assignments, what the value of assignments is, and we're going to uh, unpeel that a little bit more and, and see what else we can get into as far as talking about the different kinds of assignments. And I know as we left off in the last show, uh, I cut you off and you had a question for both of us. So so do you yeah. want to start there, Zahi? How rude of you uh, <laughs> to keep us on time. Uh, so my question was, when, when you go into the sciences, very often what the uh, teacher wants you to do is show your work, Right. So let's say it's a very simple addition, uh, uh, right? Giving them the answer isn't good enough. You have to break it down and show them all the parts because allegedly that shows them that you know how to resolve it. What is the equivalent in the writing heavy areas like the two disciplines you folks uh, pursued in college and do you agree with that concept of show the work and does it help? Because I have my own contention. Well, I think it's important to show work because we want students to be able to understand how they got to that place. So if, if we want to bring maybe AI writing tools into this, Oftentimes we hear instructors complaining nowadays about students using AI writing tools like ChatGPT or Bing AI, where the student goes to a computer, they type in, write me a 6,000 word essay, and the computer just spits it out. But what I've been telling students is ChatGPT and all those other AI tools are, are just that, they're tools. In math classes, you have to understand how the math works to be able to put it into a calculator. I, I don't just automatically know what formula I need to put into the calculator to get the answer I need. Just like I can't go to an AI writing tool and say, write me a 6,000 word essay and get to that same place. I need to be able to understand my assignment from a rhetorical perspective first. Who is my audience? What is my purpose? How much nuance do I need in my argument? What kinds of sources are actually going to be beneficial to this argument? And if I don't understand that, yes, I have a 6,000 word essay in my hand ready to submit. But if my instructor pulls me aside and says, well, I had a question about this point here's my counterpoint, how do you respond to it? And I am completely dumbstruck. Okay, well, did I actually learn anything from this assignment? So to show work in writing, I think it would be important for students to stop and reflect and maybe even annotate their drafts to say, here are the revisions I made, and here is why I made them to show that they understand the rhetorical situation and they're changing their message to fit that rhetorical situation. Are they changing the message or are they changing the format of the message? Well, because the message should be uniform, right? You don't want the student to necessarily flip 180 degrees simply because they don't share your, your belief and you want them to. 
So you're, you're absolutely right. No, it's, it's about reformatting. It's about changing their message, not necessarily to fit what the instructor is asking for or what beliefs the instructor holds, because that would be a, a gross misunderstanding of academic freedom. But I think it's, it's formatting, it's, it's clarity, Really, it's it's about everything that goes into their message. And, you know, the other thing that I would add to that is, is there's a, a critical thinking aspect to this that, um, you know, maybe the feedback that you get from the professor is, well, I wasn't really clear on this point. So now you're going back and you're you're looking at how do I reevaluate what I said to put it in a more clear way. Uh, I think there's also from a writing standpoint, it's a good exercise to be able to be flexible with with how you write. And in a way, there, there's something I think of from the graphic design world where uh, an assignment often is to take one concept. So let's say you're going to make a logo and you are assigned to make a dozen different versions of that logo uh, with the idea that now you really have to think about how am I going to make this different many times over? I've seen some instructors go as far as saying, okay, I want you to come up with your version of the letter E and I want you to do it 50 different times. And at the core, like that's a that's a tough assignment because an E is an E. But, you know, it gives you the opportunity to really sit down and think about, okay, what are different styles that I could do? Uh, So think about that in the writing sense. Um, You know, when I think about the broadcast journalism side of things, uh, it's super easy to every time say who, what, when, where, why and how. And, and answer those questions, and you want to do that. Uh, and certainly on deadline, you might have to write a very quick story that that doesn't get, you know, deep into trying to make it interesting, but you also have to figure out ways, how do I take this topic that isn't interesting maybe and make it interesting for people? Uh, so, you know, in the broadcast world one time, uh, I remember doing a story about um, new equipment to count ballots at the election, and they were testing that equipment. And what I did is I took a microphone uh, to that equipment as it was testing out ballots, and the story started cold with that sound. And then, you know, introduced what that context is. Uh, So, you know, it was a a different way of getting the point across. And I think that's really important. So so thank you for for peeling that layer that I had in the back of my mind. What's an assignment and what kind of formats did an assignment take, including in the world of literature? Can I, rather than write 6,000 words or 3,000 or whatever the magical number that the instructor wants me to write, can I speak them? Can I dance it? Can I paint it? 
Because if the message is the communicative message and there's the research behind it and there's the uh, the rhetoric and the finding of the appropriate audience, then all of those media should be able to do the same. And I'm not trying to be in pain in somebody's side. I'm trying to understand it coming from a discipline field where perhaps it's not necessarily identical. Coming from a community college background where many of my students end up transferring to a university setting, we often couch our assignments in terms of those 6,000 word essays because these are the kinds of things that university professors will ask them to do. It wouldn't be due diligence on my part to say, okay, every, every assignment that you do for my class is going to be one to two pages and use no outside sources because they're not being set up for success in their later college career if I'm not helping them practice those goals now. If we're talking about reformatting things into maybe a more multimedia sense, taking the same message and recrafting it, there's something that's come up in the last few years called remix assignments. So if I assign a 6,000 word essay, I might also ask my students to take that 6,000 words and reformat it, repurpose it into something more multimedia. So kind of like what Chris was doing and tell them, all right, here's a new audience. Here's a new purpose. Your subject is still the same. The writing topic is still the same, but how can you make this information more interesting to say a group of middle schoolers? How could you make this information understandable to a group of senior citizens if it's fairly technical information? And we're running short of time and this is something that I'd really like to explore a little bit more. So if you enjoy uh, Let's Talk Ed, you're watching us here on YouTube, ring that bell down below when you subscribe, you'll be notified when we post new content. And uh, if you like this video, uh, that's a great way to show your support to us and also help get that content out to other people that are, are like-minded. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Kirby Lund and Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.